Good morning and welcome to Grow Siouxland. Chris McGowan with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative. Coming to you for the first time in 2024. So happy new year. Coming to you from the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce radio studio located in the lower level of our offices at 101 Pier Street, as we're fond of saying, Economic Development 101, Community Development 101, uh, Networking 101, your source for all those things, the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce. And again, on behalf of all of our staff and board of directors, we wish you a personally and professionally prosperous 2024. As we begin this morning, I want to thank the producer of Grow Siouxland, my good friend, Justin Barker. Uh, Justin is a pleasure to work with and always looking forward to another year on Grow Siouxland with JB. We also want to thank our program sponsor, Mr. Chris Bogenreef of NAI United. And now to our guest, a first-time guest on Grow Siouxland, Mr. Tony Olson. Tony is the founder of a company called D2 Tony Welcome to Grow Siouxland. Thank you, Chris. It's great to be here. I really appreciate this opportunity and and Happy New Year. And I love your sentiment. A prosperous New Year to all Siouxland. Absolutely. Personally and professionally, right? Exactly. That's what we need to ask for. And some people would say peace as well. You know, 2023 uh, had its challenges, certainly, and 2024 gives us a new start. And I'm sure you have a couple of resolutions. I have a couple of resolutions. I'm sure our listeners have a couple of resolutions. And we wish them uh, much success, but but most importantly, peace and a professionally and personally prosperous 2024. Tony, the founder of your own company, and we're going to talk extensively in the second half of the program about D2 what the company does and your role in the organization, your founding, um, your growth over the many years. But before we get there, as we do each Saturday morning, we like to begin by introducing our guest to our listening audience. And we're grateful for the listening audience that we have here on KSEJ. Tell us about where you grew up. Sure. Thanks, Chris. I grew up, uh, I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago, and I went to school there uh, all the way through college. Um, so a South Sider, does that make you a Sox fan? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah there, there, is there another team? In well, <laughs> some people say there is another team on the north side of Chicago. But when you said you grew up on the south side, that's a so that means you're a, you're certainly a Sox fan, but also Blackhawks, Blackhawks, Bulls, Bulls and Bears, the Bears, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? You were growing up when the Bears were really good. Well, they did. Uh, yeah, they did have that season. 1985. 1985. Yep. Still 1985 in my house when it comes to football. <laughs> yeah, that, made, that makes a lot of sense. But that was a, it was a fun year. It was it was great. That was a fun team. Old timers like you and I remember it well. You yep, know, McMahon right. and Peyton and Singletary and Willie Galt and the yep, fridge. The fridge. The Super Bowl shuffle. It right? goes on and on. So, so you grew up on the south side of Chicago. Tell us about where you went to grade school. So, yeah, I went to, to two grade schools. I, I went to uh, Queen of the Universe uh, Parish, had a school, and I went there for three years. And then I ended up going to the public school for the rest of grammar school, uh, Hurley. It was, it was a neighborhood school right there. Um, so on the south side now, the south side has a bit of a reputation for being the tough side of town. Was it when you were a kid? It, you know, I, I didn't think so. Uh, back because then, it's all because you it was knew. Just, just what I knew. But I was talking to somebody the other day, and even back then, uh, one, one of my stories is the first time I had a gun pointed at me, I was four years old. 
Uh, the last okay. time I had a gunpoint, okay. well, I, 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 I decided to, I'm not going to stay in Chicago. <laughs> I think that certainly uh, crystallizes for us. That was the tough side of town. Somebody pointed a gun at you when you were four years old? Yeah. There was a, a guy had, well, he, was a, he was a robber, and he uh, was running from the police. They were chasing him. And he went underneath, you know, they have the, they have the stoops in Chicago where you, you can walk up to get to the door. He went under there. Well, I'm four years old. I could look right under and see him. And the police are yelling, where is he? And, and he you know, put his finger to his lips like, be quiet. And he pointed he the gun. He made eye contact with Absolutely, you. Absolutely, because he knew I could see him. Sure. Even the adults were all too tall. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, of course, I started screaming. So there he is. <laughs> In a four-year-old voice. <laughs> wow. That's a, now, you said that was the first time. The first How time. many times are there? Three altogether. Yeah. The last right. time I was 19 and I was in college and I thought, when I am done with college, I'm, I'm not going to raise here. a family here. Yeah. I, I love Chicago, but yeah, I would never want to live there. So uh, grade school on the South Side. Tell yeah. us about high school. High school. Yeah, I went to, uh, it, it's not there anymore, unfortunately. It was a fabulous school. It was uh, Quigley uh, South Preparatory Seminary uh, for, uh, you know, I was I'm a Catholic. I am a Catholic. And it was for those considering to becoming a priest. And it was uh, really tough academic. And I, I absolutely love that school. Yeah, very, very demanding. You're listening to Grow Siouxland on KSCJ 1360 AM, 94.9 FM, where our guest today is Tony Olson, the founder of D2, a technology company that we're going we're gonna to talk extensively about in the second half of the program. Here in the first half, we're still getting to know Tony and his background. And where did you go after high school? So after high school, I was uh, seriously discerning the priesthood, and I went to uh, the, the, back then it was called a minor seminary and the major seminary. It's a little bit of a different structure now. But I went to the seminary uh, for a year. It was a Niles College as a part of Loyola University in Chicago. And I was there a year, uh, and then I discerned out that I, I was not going to be a priest. Now, would that be in Niles, Illinois? It was, exactly. I'm very familiar with Niles, yeah. just outside the northwest border of the city of Chicago. That's right. And it's a, it's a college within the Loyola system, but it's, uh, and I had to take classes at both places, so travel back from Niles down, downtown to Loyola. So yeah. one of the things we probably have in common, if you were in the seminary in Niles, then you're certainly familiar with the super dog at, at the intersection of Milwaukee and Devon with the big hot dogs on the roof. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that Absolutely. place? Absolutely. Yeah. So when I was first married, my wife and I were married at Old St. Patrick's Catholic Church downtown, but we lived on that northwest side just inside the, the city limits. So Niles was the next town kind of northwest. Yeah, Superdog. And the other place that was famous was Fonte's Pizza. I don't know if you remember that, but boy, that was delicious. I, 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 I miss Chicago pizza. You know, Chicago does a good job with pizza, um, probably second only to Sioux City and, and the Siouxland region. People don't realize how good the pizza is around here. It is. It is you know, good. and everybody has their favorite, whether it's Alfredo's or Townhouse or um, Bob Rose. There's lots of good pizza in the Siouxland Metro, and I'm I know that my family enjoyed some of it. My kids were back uh, over the holidays, and and we did partake. So I, I, I agree. We we. We often partake in Siouxland pizza in my family. Absolutely. It's great. So, Tony, um, you're thinking about the priesthood. Uh, did you do four years there or one year I and then you transitioned? And I and I transferred out and I went to uh, Illinois Institute of Technology. I okay. decided that uh, I, I realized, I think, that uh, I'm not a priest. I'm an engineer. Uh, I'm probably an engineer by birth. And uh, so that's uh, finally realized, yeah, I got to go. Let's go do this. So. And what did you study at, at this institution? So I, I uh, 
my degree is in electrical engineering. Uh, my, my specialty was computer design. And it was right at the stage where, uh, you know, smaller personal, it wasn't called personal computers. There was no personal computer back then. But the devices that were going to become personal computers were just starting to emerge. So it was a very exciting, exciting so time. So I'm going to guess you and I aren't that far apart in age. So I'm going to guess you were in college in the 80s. Yep. Yeah, okay. I graduated high school in 77. Okay. Uh, and graduated college uh, for my bachelor's in 81. Okay. And, and, and was there more education after that? Yeah, I, I ended up uh, getting a master's uh, from the University of Massachusetts. Uh, and that was while I, while I was working. I went to work. Uh, and then, and then went to uh, went to get my master's while I was at work. And what did you earn the master's degree in? The the master's was in computer architecture. Fascinating, especially for early '80s to mid '80s, because it was just the very beginning uh, of that time. You're listening to Grow Siouxland. Our guest is Tony Olson, the founder of D2. So you earn a master's degree while you're working. What what were you doing at the time? So when, when I graduated from IIT, I really wanted to stay in Chicago f- for a bit anyway, um, thinking that I would probably, my plan was eventually to maybe in a couple of years move out to Silicon Valley. It was Silicon Valley was just starting to kind of bubble. And uh, I, I couldn't find a computer job in Chicago. It was a little bit too old school at that time, a little too set in their ways as far as engineering goes. And so I went, I joined a Zenith, which, uh, uh, you know, Zenith, a lot of people, well, maybe people don't remember them anymore, but the Zenith Radio Corporation, then they made TVs, and, and then they got into computers. And so they set up a, a division in St. Joseph, Michigan. Now, I'm not positive about the history, but I believe Zenith televisions were built here for a period of time. Yeah, right along the highway. Yeah. Uh, that was before my time. I, I never was involved in that. I wasn't involved in the TV side anyway. It was all the computer I, side. I have a vague recollection of that plant closing when I was a little kid mm-hmm. and maybe a documentary about it. Um, but I, And I'm sure that I've subsequently seen reference to that on the internet. Maybe there's an old YouTube documentary or something about the old Zenith Corporation uh, right here in Siouxland. But uh, in the final minute we have before the break, uh, Tony, um, you're working in Massachusetts. No, in in, uh, St. Joseph, Michigan. Oh, St. Joseph, so from Massachusetts to St. Joe, Michigan. And how did you make your way to Siouxland? Well, I worked for Zenith for about 13 years. And and Zenith was quietly one of the largest PC companies in the world. Nobody knew it because they sold to the government massive amounts of computers to the government. But that era was changing and Zenith was kind of falling a little bit behind. And there was a company called Gateway that we could see we were constantly evaluating them. And a lot of the analysis was, oh, these guys must be doing lost leaders. They can't be selling them for this price. And so I, I got to go check this out. And some of my buddies from Zenith ended up going out uh, to Gateway before me and saying, you got to see this place. It's amazing. And so we moved, I moved out here to, be, to work for Gateway. Wow. And in the second half of the program, we're going to pick up this conversation right there. You're listening to Grow Siouxland. My name is Chris McGowan. I serve as your host. And our guest today, Mr. Tony Olson, the founder of D2, a technology company located right here in Siouxland. We'll be back with Tony and uh, his story from Gateway to D2 right after this short 
commercial break. We'll be back after these messages. Looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial property in Siouxland? One call is all you need. NAI United, the largest and highest producing commercial real estate firm in Siouxland. Speak with Bo Bronger, Nick Madsen, Aaron Rooney, Nate Connolly, or Chris Bogenreid. NAI United has the answers to your questions for commercial real estate in all corners of Siouxland. All NAI agents are licensed in Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Put NAI United to work for you today. Go to NAIUnited.com and learn more. NAI United, uniquely positioned to serve your needs. Welcome back to Grow Siouxland. Chris McGowan with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative. Wishing you all a very happy new year. And if you were with us in the first half of the program, you know that we wished you a personally and professionally prosperous 2024. And we wish peace to everyone as well. Our guest on Grow Siouxland today, the founder of D2, a technology company located right here in Siouxland, is Mr. Tony Olson. Tony, a native of the south side of Chicago and a student in Chicago through grade school and high school and, and earning his uh, undergraduate at the Illinois Institute of Technology right. in Illinois, a master's degree in Massachusetts. 13 years with the Zenith Corporation in St. Joe, Michigan. And Tony, right before the break, you were telling us you were starting to check out this little company called Gateway. That's right. And and decided to make the move. I think uh, they were doing things at that time. Well, <coughs> excuse me. They were doing things at that time that just amazed everybody. The lightning fast, uh, quick launch of technology, faster than other people could react. And I thought, this is the place I want to be. This is what's happening. And they, and they were just kind of beginning at that point. And as we transition to learning more about the company you founded, tell us what you did at Gateway and how long you were with them before you founded your own company? So Gateway, uh, I was with Gateway for 10 years, a little over 10 years. I was the vice president of engineering and product development. Uh, and we, you know, during that time, we saw the number of products expand, the number of locations expand. We had engineering facilities in 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 Malaysia, in Dublin, Ireland, in, in Sydney, Australia, in Japan, as well as here in North Sioux. And, and then near the end, we started moving some things, as, as everybody knows, out to California. Um, but it, it was an exciting growth time. And, and we went from selling essentially just desktop initially to desktops and laptops and servers and all kinds of basically consumer electronic devices, TVs. Uh, Gateway was one of the early ones. The destination. I remember. Absolutely. The combo TV. And uh, it really was a uh, way ahead of their time. Way ahead of its time. Absolutely. 25 years ahead of their time. Agreed. Because they're smart TVs today. And the Gateway destination, although it was a giant monster heavy television, the technology was way ahead of its time. And uh, most people will will remember this. What employee number were you? You, you know, I don't remember. How early were you? Uh, I joined at the end of 93. Okay. Uh, yeah. So pretty early er, still. Early-ish, yeah. Yeah. They were, at that point, they were trying to get away from the employee number thing because it had become a little bit of a, of a badge of like, well, I'm a single I, digit or right. I'm a double digit or, you know, yeah. I was here way before you. Yeah, exactly. So tell us about the transition to founding your own company. Well, you know, Gateway was uh, a company that was able to build individual computers specialized to each customer. A million, they could build a million, each one different, software, hardware. It was, it was astounding, the systems that we built to do that. Ted Waite uh, bought eMachines, which was exactly the opposite kind of a company. It was very, but they would put a, you know, a million of the exact same system into into you know the retail stores, uh, very low price, 
And so the, the idea was masterful to take uh, kind of high-end computers, custom computers, and then have the other end, which would be uh, basically low-end. Unfortunately, uh, he put the guy in charge of e-machines over both, both companies. And Gateway at the time was 26,000 people, 6,000 of them here in Siouxland. Uh, e-machines had a, about 129 people. And, and I, I met with, as a VP of engineering, I met with that guy, and after the first meeting, I could tell, unfortunately, we're going to be much more like a 129-person company. Right off the bat, I could tell. They're, they're, instead of this meshing together, these two models, it was, was going to really crush the gateway model. And so, so I said, hey, you're going to outlay us all off anyway. How about if we roll out and do the work for you that you're going to outsource anyway? And that's where the idea of D2 came about and worked with legal and HR, and, and it was a beautiful thing. So it's a big step to found your own company. However, you took that step. I, I did, and I think that uh, two, two things. One is uh, I, I had some really great offers to go to other places. I, I could have been the leader of Dell Asia in Shanghai, and that was very enticing to me. Uh, two problems with that. One is it's very selfish of me because I had, at the time, two boys at, at Heeland High School. And to, to rip them out of Heeland um, would have been really difficult. The other thing, that we had uh, just so many great people here in Siouxland that had come here, wanted to live here, really experts at what they did. And I just thought, this is an unbelievable opportunity to give these people jobs. And so the, initially, everybody that came to D2 was, was from Gateway. And so D2 was founded with the mission to do exactly what? So we are a service company in, in, the, in the essence of that word. What we do is help people, and initially it was, it was gateway, but I could see the move happening across the industry. American companies were moving their manufacturing overseas, and then they were going to bring the product back into the U.S. to sell it, and they needed to have it for lack of a better term, Americanized. It, it, needed to, it needed to have certain testing done. It needed to have all the documentation and packaging and copywriting done. It needed to have essentially what we call that last mile to bring it into the market and say, okay, this is ready and, and have it, it, it's worthy of your brand to put your brand on it. Because a lot of the people in Asia were selling very similar things to different people. It, it, was, it was those tweaks that really made it unique to the brand. And that's the way we started. We're going to serve people for their products, and then we also do a lot of uh, service for people who do service, banking and healthcare and accounting and things like that, that same sort of thing. Uh, so, so it really, uh, D2's founded by, on four pillars. Uh, global communication, which is essentially kind of marketing communication, uh, data analysis, behavioral science, and IT. And, and the way those work together is, is we Data analysis, we're, we're, we're monsters at data. We love data, everything we get our hands on. And the behavioral scientists help people understand and connect more closely to their customer. So we were able to help people who were you know, really bringing products in from Asia get to know their customer better, get that customization, set up their processes so that they're, they're able to understand their customer and deliver to them what they want. So when you say things like, our four pillars are global communication, data analysis, behavioral science, and information technology. You're flying right over my head. That's, I mean, that's, that's deep. That is heavy stuff. And, you know, I, I didn't realize, you're absolutely right. And by the way, you're not the only person to talk to me about that. Initially, our customers were international and national 
because of her connection with Gateway, because of the people we know that were their vendors. When I started to come back to Siouxland, I think what, what started to happen is people didn't get it. Not that they couldn't understand it, but they, they wouldn't necessarily take the time to understand it. Busy business people kind of want, they want something, they want an answer, let's go. And so, yeah, that's, uh, this is, it's, a, it's a complex model. It works really well, but that's one of the reasons why. And I, 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 and I want to make sure that people understand how significant this is and what a player you are. For those who want to learn more about D2, what would you share with them and where would you direct them? Yeah, that's, that's great. So there's, there's two places now. Uh, one, our website is uh, d2worldwide.com. And we have a new website, a new, uh, there's a, a new kind of a subsidiary. So we're breaking the pillars out into individual pieces. Our first sub-brand is D2IT. And you can find that website at d2itsupport.com. I think because people would look in, like you said, they look into this and say, whoa, there's a lot here. But we want people to look in and say, you want IT support? You'll be able to jump right into that and see, this is what we can get from D2, cybersecurity and and uh, efficiency. And and, and all, all of those things offered locally, but with international expertise. Absolutely. That's right. You're listening to Grow Siouxland, uh, our final minute and a half, minute and a half with the founder and CEO of D2. You can visit them at d2worldwide.com to learn more. And Tony, in the in the final 90 seconds that we have together, what would you like Siouxlanders to know about the company that you have founded and built so successfully over the last 15, 20 years? You know, I think that, that we are a service company. We build ourselves to be part of our customer's company just so they think of us like we're part of them. We're their trusted guy. We, we want to know... I mean, there's no way people can know more about what we do. Uh, and so they, if they hire us, they don't have to worry about IT. They don't have to worry about global communication. They could do the things that they do best and let us rock and push them forward in ways that they, they won't believe it'll give them a, a great competitive advantage. And if they want to learn more, visit d2worldwide.com. .com. And if they wanted to meet with you personally, how would they accomplish that? So... You know, my, my business number is 605-422-1322. Give me a call or you can contact me through the website. Um, and again, we have a new website, D2IT Support, if you're interested in support. One of the reasons we're pushing this, Chris, is cybersecurity is a big problem. People don't realize how bad it is. And you guys have the experience and the expertise to be of assistance. Yeah, absolutely. Tony, thanks for being our guest. If you want to learn more, visit D D2 delta the letter d delta 2 d2 worldwide.com or you can reach tony personally at 605-422-1322 tony thanks for being our guest and we wish you continued success and uh, a very happy new year yeah thank you chris happy new year to you and i'm i'm delighted to still be a part of siouxland and hope this week decades to come we can continue this and we hope that you have decades more ahead of you thanks for listening this is chris mcgowan on behalf of our producer justin barker go out and make it a great day